You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. This is Drive Time with Travis Wingfield. Back to throw Tua, looking. Flips it down the wide open! <laughs> Touchdown, Tyreek Hill! Unbelievable! Just flew by him for a second time. Tua knew where he was going right away. How the hit is that, little man? I really hope you soon jump on his bandwagon. Waddle, waddle. To a shotgun, back to throw, looking, steps up, fires, touchdown. Got it. It's Waddle. His sixth touchdown six pass touchdown of the day. Drive time with Travis Wingfield begins now. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and on today's show, we continue the training camp preview series, stopping by the Edge Group, the guys coming after the quarterback. We'll also hear from Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Ogba on a busy edition of the Drive Time Podcast from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is... The Drive Time Podcast. Let's get right into my interview with Dolphins defensive end, Emmanuel Ogba. What's up, guys? Travis Winkle here with 100 yards again. Emmanuel Ogba is my guest today. Let's go ahead and make our way towards the field house over here, Emmanuel. So, you know, you're coming back from last year off the injury. I have to imagine you're pretty fired up to, to get back at it. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it's been a long time waiting. I can't wait to get back out there with my brothers. I'm um, looking forward to this season. One of my favorite things about watching practice out here every day is watching Coach Clark just kind of get a little bit animated. Yeah. Tell us about what he's what's what's it like playing for Coach Clark? Oh, it's just, he he brings the energy to the team. You know, he wants the best out of us. So you know, he's out there yelling. He's trying to get under our skin, like because he knows we can do better. So that's one thing I like about Coach. Yeah, he gets good production out of you guys. That's for sure. Yeah. So you guys uh, heading out to Houston for joint practices this year. Yeah. That's your hometown. You yeah. Get the the football camp coming up here next month, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's that How's that going to be? Oh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, we've got the football camp July eighth. Uh, can't wait to see the kids. Can't wait to meet the kids. That was we're gonna have some kids that were here last year as well. Um, but yeah, and also got the joint practice in Houston. I can't wait for that too. And all my family and friends are gonna be there as well. Do you have plans already to meet up with the family when you get out there? Oh yeah, I already told them I was going. <laughs> hey, whatever days we have off, you know, I'm ready for that home cooked meal. So. So you had the football camp uh, coming up in Houston, but you also had the trip to Africa that you took recently this off season. Yeah. Did that kind of get you ready for uh, some updated drills? Maybe some updated uh, <laughs> uh, practices there at the camp. Oh yeah, I would say mostly it just uh, inspires me to talk to the kids about certain things. Like you got to be grateful for the opportunities that you have. That those kids don't don't really have much, and they're excited to be out there and uh, listen and learn. And also some drills too that I learned along the way too. Absolutely. So we got uh, you know you've been here for this is your fourth year, yes. first year under Coach Fangio. How's it been kind of adapting to the way he coaches and his scheme here on defense? Oh, it's been it's been unique because you know he's a he's a genius on the defense, so you know he's trying to put uh, players in the best position. Uh, available so you know I'm just willing to listen and learn and also you know I'm taking notes you know learning different position groups so I'm just ready to go. So, so last year we saw Tyreek Hill gets added to the offense you know yeah. an all pro but very much going to tell you how he's going to beat you yeah. on the defense now you got a guy like Jalen Ramsey in the back end what's yeah. it like incorporating him personality wise and skill wise to that defense? Oh yeah he's a talented player and we're happy to have him you know he's going to bring a lot to the defense and I can't wait to see him out there. Yeah he's going to be fun to watch so yeah. you got Training camp coming up, trip back to Houston. Anything else going on in the summer you're looking forward to? Uh, just training, getting, getting back, you know, getting the tip-top shape, coming, coming to camp, attacking it, so that's my goal. How did the 2022 season kind of prepare you for what's to come? Because obviously lots of adversity for the team, yourself personally. How does that kind of prepare you to take that next step next year? Because uh, you never know when your last play is, so, you know, you got to give it your all every single play. So, you know, I'm just ready to go out there and just give it my all every single play. Manuel Agba, appreciate it, man. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you. Thanks Good for having you, me. Man. Yeah. 
And there he goes, one of my favorite people here inside the entire building, Emmanuel, has been very good to me for very many years now. So appreciate you as always, Emmanuel. Let's go ahead and take our first break right here and come back on the other side and preview his position group. And then we'll also hear from Jalen Phillips. You don't want to miss that one. All of that and more next on the Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. Stop me if you've heard this before, but I think we're about to talk about one of the deepest and best position groups in the NFL. It does feel like we have several position groups that I feel that way uh, towards with this Miami Dolphins football team. But once I give you the numbers and the details here, I think you'll agree with me. Number two, Bradley Chubb is where we kick it off in order of jersey number. And the Dolphins' pass rush rate took off last year when Bradley Chubb arrived. And we thought it might signal more of a defensive shift philosophically it didn't really do that I think the new coaching staff in place this year will kind of see through or see that through I should say and the production of Jalen Phillips went from very good to the one of the most consistent pass rushers in the NFL once Chubb arrived just look at the splits before and after all the numbers are substantially better I lost track of how many pressures Phillips had recorded in 2.5 seconds or less but the ball comes out and sack production you know it kind of reminds me of like RBIs in baseball a little bit antiquated in terms of measuring an individual's prowess because it's not an individual stat. If you whip your man one-on-one and the quarterback throws on a three-step hitch-up timing that's out in 1.8 seconds, what else can you do? I mean, you set the tackle up, you beat him with your move, and then the quarterback just got rid of the ball before you even had chance to get to him. That's There's nothing you can do about that. So I don't look at sacks as like the end-all, be-all. Of course, they're important to get quarterbacks on the ground and to end drives, but consistently pressuring the quarterback typically results in more sacks. So it's process over results. And for Bradley Chubb, he's a multifaceted player, hand in the dirt, stand up rusher, either side, condensed inside, loop inside off of the stunts and rush games, win with speed off the edge, rush the quarterback on the way to the run, does peek inside a little bit sometimes on that outside contain. We saw that in the Buffalo game a couple of times, but there's a reason he was the number five overall pick, you know, a couple of years back. He is as physically gifted as they come. He's lengthy, he's bendy, has good burst, a nice assortment of counter moves to, to deal with you know what guys might do to thwart his original pass rush and get that second effort sack that is so crucial. He was top 10 last year in pass rush win rate, which again goes back to the whole process aspect. Like you can tangibly you know point to that metric and say here's him winning his pass rush moves just you know, the result is sometimes out of his control. And we saw that last year. It was number 10 among uh, edge rushers. He finished with 54 quarterback pressures, had 28 of those with us. He had 25 total run stops and eight total sacks, 20 quarterback hits. Those are good numbers. I'm not really sure where this, uh, you know, I guess thought comes that he wasn't productive. He was. He was definitely that for us, and I expect to be even more so here, reuniting with Vic Fangio. The guy that I expect to have maybe the biggest year on the entire defense is number 15, Jalen Phillips. Speaking of good numbers, he had a breakout year, man. Even though his sack total went down by one and a half, 8.5 to 7, he's also only the second Dolphin ever to start their career with uh, two seasons of seven or more sacks. And this is why I don't think sacks tell the whole story. He has nine more quarterback hits, you know, from those two years, 16 to 25. He made 19 more tackles, had better fumble production, two swatted passes more, and then the QB pressures. He ended the year fifth in ESPN's pass rush win rate among edges. He went from 39 pressures as a rookie, which is good. It's very good, up to 77, 77 pressures. 
That's a lot. That was sixth in the NFL behind only Parsons, Bosa, Reddick, Crosby, and Zadarius Smith. You understand that group that he's part of there? I mean, I guess you can do what a lot of folks do with the Tua stats, you know, on Twitter and tell me it doesn't count because Tua's in there. Like, yeah, it's, that's the class that he's playing among. It was four more than Miles Garrett, for what it's worth, the best edge rusher in the game, if you ask me. Well, Parsons has made that a good debate, but I digress. Phillips was built in a lab. Exceptional testing numbers by every measure, and it translates to football. He's dedicated to the craft, and I think it shows. I mean, we saw the photo that went around the, <laughs> the internet of him uh, popping the shirt off there at the end of practice. The effort, how many times did we see a quarterback think they had the pocket escaped and cleared and a path for a big run only to get flagged down from the back by number 15? He's got a rush arsenal that allows him to set guys up and then exploit overplays later on in the game. Like, you keep on threatening that inside post. You get him to squeeze, then it goes outside with the speed. Very good game plan as far as his rush attack goes. He kicks inside and rushes from that three-tech position. And, I mean, to have tape of you winning with speed around a tackle off the edge and then also steamrolling a 330-pound guard inside, I just think this is a rare type of player who we saw scratch the surface of star counting stats a year ago and I think putting him in situations where he can get more one-on-ones without committing rushers which is kind of where the ball comes out quickly because you know you send seven guys the quarterback knows I got vulnerabilities in the back end I'll go ahead and just pop this thing out in two seconds and Phillips's 2.1 pass rush is no longer viable it's just a quarterback hit uh, but it, you know makes him more susceptible on the back end to send the rushers rushing just four should see those quick pressures when the ball comes out turn those QB hits and hurries, hopefully, into sacks and game-changing plays. He also added 42 run stops, which is also tied for sixth among his position group. Crosby, Lawrence, Bosa, Nwosu, Daniil Hunter, and Micah Parsons, the names in that group. Exceptional, exceptional football player, Jalen Phillips. Number 43, Andrew Van Ginkle. I feel like every roster needs an Andrew Van Ginkle, and maybe that hair as well. Probably every position room does. Uh, Pretty quietly goes about his work, has evolving roles that he just professionally executes. He's been a critical part of our core special teams really since his second year here. He stepped in in a pinch and given us 60 edge snaps, winning with critical pass rushes. Like think back to that 2020 game in Las Vegas where Kyle Van Noy was down. He steps up and gets 60 snaps in that game and gets a couple of sacks. And I think even a, I think a fourth fumble, if I'm not mistaken. He's shown growth and effectiveness as a run defender each year, and he wins with his pass rush above above league average rate. Uh, Phillips and Chubb will get the marquee when you talk about, you know, this group as national spotlight goes, but you consider getting Ogba back, Andrew Van Ginkle, Malik Reed. It's not just in the discussion for best room and position group in the league. As far as like the top guys goes, it might be the deepest too, because you have legit pass rushers, four five, six deep here. He's listed at 242. I remember doing a podcast with Andrew his second year when he was here. And he was like, we were talking about how he was like 217 pounds at Wisconsin, and that had been his focus those first few years, adding functional strength. And I think he's done that very well. He went from 801 snaps in 2021 to 357 last year, which coincides with a 307 versus 106 pass rush rep count. So you see that kind of drop off in, in playing time. But the efficiency was not very different. 45 pressures compared to 11 38 run stops compared to 18. I think you pretty much know exactly what you get with Andrew when you put him on the field. And that's why I think it's important to have guys like him. He's a picture of consistency and he strengthens your depth in multiple ways. I mentioned Malik Reed, number 47 already. 
I view him and Van Ginkel in, in relatively similar fashion. Not necessarily their skills or play style, but rather in the quiet professionalism, the consistency of personality and play. Reed was a beast when he was with Fangio, and the only year where the statistic didn't jump off the page for him was last year, and he was traded on like September 5th to a, a defense that I don't think f- suited his skill set. To come up the death chart as a UDFA in Fangio's first year in Denver to then earn 468 snaps and produce 20 quarterback pressures on just 234 pass rush snaps and then to go full-time starter within the next year after that and go to 737 snaps and 785 total snaps on defense respectively and to check in with 36 and 27 QB pressures totaling 13 sacks and 25 quarterback hits like I remember reading a story about him and and Von Miller saying that Malik was the blueprint for how a player with that pedigree undrafted should go about his work coming into the NFL again consistency you know what you're going to get in terms of production work in the classroom weight room etc 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 you can make up a pretty damn good football team if you have 53 guys just with those traits alone and you hear as far as what he does well, because I know a lot of you guys probably haven't you know, watched him play yet, you hear the term bend a lot. This guy has exceptional acceleration around the edge as he works under the bigger tackles. He's only six foot two. Uh, most tackles go about six five, right? Six five, six six. He's compactly built with excellent flexibility and strength to hold, like you know, to one leg it and kind of absorb a, a double team or a, you know a drive block. But as a pass rusher, you see it in the way he gets around that, that edge and can kind of you know, show the flexibility in the lower half and stay on balance while he chops or rips and explodes around the corner using the leverage of the tackle to gain acceleration as he does corner. He also has really good inside step and lateral agility to help execute games. And that pairs really well with his ability to play off the ball and drop into coverage because all of a sudden you have a player like, I don't know if he's coming or if he's dropping because he has the ability to do either on any given play. Big, big fan of this acquisition. Number 50, Mitchell Agude, the UDFA from Miami, coming off a very impressive OTAs where once we got to know Mitchell's story a little bit, it became a little more intriguing as he was playing better and better each day. Uh, he talked, you know, kind of a Spider-Man meme nature of his similar path, Jalen Phillips, UCLA, UM to the Miami Dolphins. It's the burst that I'm most excited to watch here at camp. He played really damn fast, and that helped create the production in those OTA practices. Now, no pads. Can he parlay that into when the pads go on and keep ascending? You do that into preseason games. You get preseason production. That's how you find yourself making a 53-man roster. He notched 78 career quarterback pressures on 767 career pass rush snaps in college and 70 run stops in 522 snaps in the running game. So a very productive collegiate career. Number 53, Cameron Good. Speaking of productive college careers, the former Cal Bear is in year number two, the former seventh-round draft pick back in 2022, also showed up with some splash plays in OTAs this spring after something of a redshirt rookie year. He played five years at Cal, though two of those were fractions of seasons because of an injury in 2018 and the pandemic-shortened season back in 2020. But all things told, Almost 1,000 reps as a pass rusher, 997. Got 106 pressures out of that, uh, 2,200 snaps on defense with 97 run stops uh, against 900 plays against the run. Number 56, Garrett Nelson, another rookie. Well, not another one, but like a good uh, undrafted rookie. You know, it's funny. I keep talking about the waves of known commodities at this position that we have, and all I can talk about is how good the rookies were in OTAs. And, of course, Chubb and Phillips didn't get a lot of run uh, in those practices, Ogba as well. Garrett Nelson was another one. You know, Phillips mentioned Nelson and Agude as two guys that really impressed him during OTAs. You might not find a hotter motor than Garrett Nelson. He's all effort all the time. 
Go look at what Nebraska fans had to say about Garrett Nelson. They loved this dude because he plays with his hair on fire at all times. Uh, he had 32 quarterback pressures in back-to-back years the last couple of seasons to finish up his four-year college stay. Also had 33 run stops and 22 to go along with that. So, you know, effective in both phases of the game. Played nearly 2,000 snaps up there in Lincoln. Number 90, Randy Charlton. I keep thinking like Randy Johnson, Norm, Norm Charlton, maybe my Seattle Mariners influence there, popping up here a little bit. I remember him most from OTAs when he broke the sled on the first day of practice. He began his college career at UCF for three years, then transferred to Mississippi State for two. There he had 51 pressures on 577 pass rush reps and then 41 run stops on 439 plays against the run. Ending here with number 91, Emmanuel Ogbaugh. Really the only true, like, even front defensive end, down lineman on the roster. I never understand why this happens in football, but I always feel like people forget about players the year after an injury. With Ogbaugh, that's going to be a mistake. He was top 10 among edges in a lot of the major categories that PFF tracks. His first two years here with the Miami Dolphins after last year was cut short. We're not crafting depth charts here but with Phillips and Chubb there's a chance you could call Ogba like your number three rusher and to have a guy who posted 127 pressures and 56 run stops in two years in that role (laughs) I don't think you'd find that anywhere else in the NFL he's been a closer for us that big pass rush win he had last year on the final Bills drive back in week three which forced a holding call that put Buffalo way behind the chains and if they didn't lose those 10 yards they're probably kicking a field goal to win that game or at least lining up to do so when he gets those one-on-one chances he usually usually capitalizes another example of the right kind of guy goes about his business good leader beloved in the locker room does what he's asked I'd be shocked if Emmanuel comes back totally healthy and doesn't have a big bounce back season man this position group is freaking loaded man let's go ahead and take our last break right there and come back on the other side and hear from Dolphins outside linebacker Jalen Phillips that's next drive time podcast your host Travis Wingfield brought to you by Auto Nation What's up, guys? Travis Wingfield here for another edition of 100 Yards with Travis Wingfield. Dolphins outside linebacker Jalen Phillips joining me today. Jalen, how you doing, man? Doing fantastic. Can't complain, man. It's sunny day in South Florida, man. We're living good. The heat is coming and going today, mostly on, but uh, we'll we'll deal with that as we go. So speaking of the heat, you kind of broke social media the other day. An image came out of you after practice looking good. I'm curious, man. What's the workout regimen you have to put in to get looking like that? Man, it's a, it's a cumulative effect, man. It's, it's years of, of lifting. Really, I guess, ever since I got to the U, um, I really started to kind of focus back on my body. And, you know, ever since then, it's my kind of mantra is just to do more than what's required of me all the time. So, you know, obviously we got our, our lifts in the weight room, but afterwards, you know, whether it's arms, whether it's core, whether it's some extra stuff, I'm always doing that. So, man, a lot of it plays into diet as well. I mean, I've been huge on my diet for the last couple of years. So, yeah, man, just trying to be the best I can and just, you know, have the, have the best performance on the field. So, you know, you got to look the part. <laughs> That's right. I was going to ask you how many times you could bench press me, but it might be more appropriate to ask you how many times you could arm curl me. Mm. About a buck 60. Man, arm cool. I, I guess the bench actually be a better question. All I could right. probably bench you about 30 times, <laughs> something like that. I did 21 with 225, so if you feel yeah. buck 60, I'd get you a smooth 30 sometimes. I, I had a funny, it might come something like that. So, you know, speaking of bench press, you, you probably don't do a lot of that, you know, post-combine, at least not measured-wise. Um, but, you know, you're going to year three now, last year, valuable playoff experience for this team. I'm just curious from your perspective, young guy kind of coming into your own in the league now, what was that experience like for you and the team, you know, not just the playoff game, but down the stretch, getting all those really important games? What do you think that does for the 2023 Dolphins? Yeah, I think it's huge just uh, preps us to be in that big spotlight. Uh, I think getting the exposure, feeling that playoff environment was really great for us. So uh, it definitely kind of makes us hungry. It's like once you get a taste of yeah. it, you really want to get back to it. So I'm excited. 
Speaking of a taste of, we have, we have a game in Germany this year. You told me before we got on the camera here, you did some traveling in Europe back when you were a youth. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, are you excited to get back? And what parts of, of Europe did you go to when you were younger? Yeah, I'm super excited to get back. I'm a huge traveling fanatic. I'm just trying to go all over the world. So I actually went to Germany when I was probably 12 or so. Uh, my sister and I flew out there because my aunt was stationed out on an army base out there. So we went to Germany, a couple cities in Germany. We did the Netherlands. We did Luxembourg, Austria, France. So... Yeah, culture. Well <laughs> Thanks. Man. Shout out to my parents. Yeah, coast to coast guy too. UCLA, mm -hmm. Miami, all the stuff. So obviously coming here uh, this season, new head, new defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. I'm curious, what excites you about playing in his defense? Oh man, I'm just excited because I mean you've seen all the success he's had in the past. Um, obviously with the D line, linebackers, backhand. So I'm just excited to see it all come together. Uh, I think you know we needed something fresh and. You know, with the group of guys that we have and how close we are, I think that, you know, it's just that one missing piece, one or a couple missing pieces. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. We've been gelling great so far, and I think it's going to be a great season. You've been really well known for your work in the community down here so far, your first couple of years in South Florida. What have you been up to lately? Uh, I know you're a big part of the DCC. How's that been going for you? Yeah, it's been great. I'm uh, being a board member again this year. I uh, did another 100 miles again this year. So, yeah, it doesn't get any better each time I do it. So. You... <laughs> but it's an amazing cause. It's it, I wouldn't, you know, I'll do it 10 times over if I had to. Yeah, when you work out for football, like I always, like my wife, for instance, does a different workout class. And it's like, oh, that made me so sore. It's like, yeah, because mm -hmm. you're not for that muscle. Yeah. When you do a football workout, it doesn't prepare you for a bike ride, right? At all, at all. So Being hunched over in the saddle for <laughs> five and a half hours is something you really can't prepare for unless you are an active bike rider. Absolutely. So maybe I'll train a little bit more this offseason. Well, it's very admirable what you do with us here. So, Jalen, appreciate Thank your time you today, much. man. We'll get back to the meetings. Thanks, Absolutely. Really good stuff there. Once again, enjoy talking to all these guys. Like I said, you can you can get the feel for the type of player they want in the locker room based upon these conversations you have with the guys because they're all just so humble and, and understand kind of the task at hand ahead of them and, and I guess what comes with being a professional football player. It's been fun to get to know this group and cannot wait to get out there on the practice field. Let's go ahead and enjoy our last weekend. Before football starts, though, we'll come back on Monday and talk all things defensive backs, and we'll finish up on Tuesday with specialist and defensive tackles. In the meantime, that's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at Linkfield NFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank Podcast with Seth and Juice. Check out our YouTube channel for media availabilities, Dolphins Today, and so much more. And last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up. Caroline and Cameron, Daddy. Let's go.